0: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all
2: night. It's
0: gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox.
2: Happy Happy Monday! Welcome into the program. This is game time, Labor Day, 2022. Tom, Ward, and Ryan. It may be Labor Day, but we're going to labor today. Uh, we're uh, we're going to we're going to talk some sports with you here this morning as uh, we get you the uh, first word in sports. On a Monday morning. Glad to have you with us, Ward White. Good morning. How are you? Outstanding. What's going on, Ryan?
3: I'm going I'm it's going good. Going good. All right. Happy good Monday.
2: Day. All right. So, uh we welcome you into the program as we get ready to uh talk sports live and local just the way you like it right here on the program. Uh let's see what do we got coming up on the show for you today. I wonder what we might talk about today. Hmm. Hmm. Uh yeah, we will get into uh we'll get into Baylor's win, we'll get into Mary Harden Baylor's win, we'll get into uh, college football in general. I thought it was a superb weekend to begin the season. A lot of crazy games. Uh we had some terrific high school football over the weekend, uh, on Friday night. I mean, you had just I don't know, we were look counting them up this morning, just how many come from behind victories and come from behind games that we had in, uh, uh, on Friday night with terrific matchups. And, you know, the slugfest. Lorena West was, holy moly, what a great game, huh? Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, Conley LaVega, we'll, we'll get into that one. Terry Garrick, by the way, the head coach of the Cadets, is going to join us around 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, Jerry Hill will be here at 7.30 to talk some, uh, some football with us. Ward White's, did we win or did we lose? We got a 12-team playoff.
4: We won. Resounding victory. Um, it's better than what we had, by far. Uh,
2: I still, you know, and we'll get into the particulars of it. Uh, I, you know, and I guess I'm greedy, but I would have liked to have seen 16, uh, and I think that gives you some flexibility to do some things with some of the uh, some of the other conferences. But with that said, uh. It's twelve is going to be the number, and we'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit on the program today. And did I am in? Am I right in saying that there's four the the top four will get a buy? Yeah, I think I think that's how it's going to work. So, uh, you know, and I and I think there is in the way they're setting it up. Here we go talking about it now instead of later on, but uh they're they're putting a premium on winning a conference championship and I think that's right there there should be there should be something said for winning a a championship but I don't care what level it's at uh high school college whatever I think that there should be there should be some value in winning a championship
4: well uh, yeah there has to be doesn't there But in a lot of cases, there's not. Well, there's not, but I mean. There should be, though. There should be.
2: I mean, I look at the high school, and I like the way the 6A thing works. I I, I like the idea of busting, you know, the divisions up after they're sorted through and and figure out who the top four teams are by, by, you know, by uh, enrollment. enrollment. And then giving that district champion a home game. Uh, I know you, you're not giving them a bye, but you're giving them a home game. So why couldn't you do that in two-way through six A or two all the way through one A through six A? Why couldn't the two as through five A's? Why couldn't the district? And if you want to leave the divisions, you know, you predetermine the divisions based off of enrollment, that's fine. You know, I, I sometimes I think it makes it silly when two schools that are eight miles apart don't play each other, and then you have to drive. 80 miles to go play somebody, but you know what? With that said, so what? Could you could you give the district champion in high school football a home game on the opening Friday night of the playoffs? I think you could. Sure you could. Why don't they? They do you, you why why is it automatically go to you know the two coaches deciding why isn't it like in six A? I, I love the way six A does it. There, there, there's no question, particularly Ward, as you know. That first weekend, it is, it is so difficult to find a place to play for a lot of reasons. Number one, there's a lot of teams in the playoffs. Number two, if you're not in the play, I mean, if you're um, if you've got a facility that's capable of hosting, you may be in the playoffs as well, and you may be traveling, and and you don't have personnel to man your stadium, uh, you know. You're going to ask somebody, hey, you stay back and, and, and run the concession stand while we host a playoff game. And, oh, by the way, our team is playing at the exact same time in the town next, next to us. But, and so it becomes, it becomes difficult to find a place to play, particularly in those first couple of weeks. Well, if you just said it's a home game, I think that would resolve a lot of stuff. And it rewards that championship. Because right now, agree or disagree, the, I think the fourth-place team is gets just exactly what the first-place team does. They get an opportunity to play in the playoffs with a 0-0 zero and zero record. Now, their matchup's a little different. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, tell me I'm wrong. 0-0, zero and zero, and you're fourth place, and you're, you've got the same exact opportunities that district champion. And I just think I think there should be something to, said for excellence and winning a district title should be rewarded. I don't know how I got off on my soapbox with that one, but we did all right uh anything exciting happened in your weekend I know you were busy doing ball games- mm-hmm. we were out at the Baylor game all day. I came in Saturday night mm-hmm. and curled up in the floor in the star studio producing a ball game was Ryan, he was sleeping.
3: I was not. Okay, your head
2: was laying on the desk.
3: Well, that's true. (laughs) I'm like, hang on a second. It's just the post game. It's almost done. Uh, (laughs) That hour long post game felt like a lot longer. Head. Well, it's what they do. Yeah. (laughs) I
2: last. First of all, did you get any rain? A um, little bit, not much. We got a lot.
3: We got hammered as well. We
2: got a lot of rain, and the only thing I can tell you is I was. Th- I went to church yesterday morning, came home and immediately mowed the yard, not expecting rain, but just knowing that I had a, a busy week. I said I better knock it out now. Uh, got the little grandson coming to town uh, later, you know, in the day, so I wanted to get that. I wanted, to, you know, have to have time for him, so I went ahead and knocked out the the yard, and then later that evening, whoo! Here comes the storm, and I mean the wind's blowing, blows over the trash cans. It was pretty good. It was like batting down the hatch. <laughs> and then we went and we went to the movie theater, the new one, and saw Top Gun. And I I didn't want to be a party pooper, but, Ron, you've seen it, yes. Would you agree that it's basically the same movie as Top Gun? It's, it's I mean, pretty, it's
3: pretty dang close. <laughs> the,
2: I mean, you know, they changed a couple of things. Ward, remember the 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 bar scene where they're playing the piano? Mm-hmm. That was in the movie. Mm-hmm. In <laughs> the scene on the instead of the volleyball on the beach, they played flag uh, touch football on the beach. I mean, it. <laughs> I was like, I've seen this before. But I'll tell you this. I saw it in Comfort. Those uh chairs, they recline. Hmm. They do all kinds of. I mean, it's a that's a pretty good little setup. How long has it been since you've
4: been to the theater? Long time. Okay. <laughs> long time. It's been a while since they put recliners in.
2: At the but this new one, I mean, it does all kinds of
4: stuff. Well, yeah. That's that's the way theaters are nowadays. But we don't have any th- other theaters other than that one, the brand no. new one that does all that. I guess you're in the dark ages here. I
3: guess. Do the other the, ones? The, the AMC has a uh, has recliners, yes. <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> most most theaters have recliners, yes. and a lot of them now serve food.
3: Like actual food, not just popcorn and candy. No, like really, they,
4: they come to your. No, I, mean, I did see that. I thought, what the heck's going on? Somebody's got a friend. Yeah, they come. They come to <laughs> your. She was delivering popcorn. Well, they they deliver hamburgers and pizza and steaks and everything at, really at a lot of theaters now It's a full <laughs> dining experience while you're there. Well, I don't want a full dining experience i want
2: I want some oh it's great I want some candy and some popcorn and oh, a Coke it, and
4: it's great and we stood in line like I guess old-fashioned and <laughs> <laughs> they, they even bring you adult beverages no way yes yes,
2: really? yeah really <laughs> bring me a martini why t- tom cruise flies an airplane again mm-hmm. again again <laughs> now i know people are probably going ah it was a great movie
4: well, i've heard it's outstanding i haven't seen it yet
2: i mean the I effects the effects were, were terrific i mean and I, I, i'm gonna tell you the the surround sound in that place was fantastic and but if you've seen number one, you've seen number two. There's no question about it.
3: Oh yeah, if if you know if you like number one, you're going to like number two. It it I mean it is just the same layout, just with. The, but I do like the new characters and you know Go- you know Goose's son being in it. It's it, it's a I, I really liked it. I, I I think I saw it twice in theaters actually. Yeah, oh, Tom
2: Cruise had to make up with Goose's son. Yeah. So, it was uh. It, w- it was good. All right. Uh, and just briefly, I want to know, uh, <laughs> Ward's laughing. <laughs> Plus, Ward, it's not exactly, they don't exactly give those tickets away now
4: to go to the movie. <laughs> they don't. It's not cheap to go to, to the movie. It's not cheap to do anything anymore. Well, that's why I don't do much. <laughs> <laughs> Me either
2: I got a credential, I'll go. If I don't,
3: <laughs> <laughs> just catch it on TV. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, I. What is your thoughts? And I just want a quick thought, Ward. What is your thought on uh, on DJ Legway, the quarterback from uh,
4: Willis? He's he's outstanding. He's a very very good quarterback big kid um you know the, the hype going into the game uh was not overhyped, but the Temple Wildcats gave him everything he wanted and that that defense played outstanding on Friday night hmm. so but yeah he's he's a good good football player.
2: All right, we'll we'll talk more about that coming up in a few minutes. Uh, Let's see what else is going on. Oh, Jeff from the uh, CNC Collision Center text line. By the way, a couple of quick notes. Uh, If you want to chime in, anything that we talk about, or if you feel like we left something off the, the docket today, you can certainly jump in on our CNC Collision Center text line. I'm curious how many are actually working, how many are at home, how many are going to barbecue today. Or real, all of them, but us. <laughs> <laughs> we got to work. Press conferences today, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Jeff uh, on our CNC Collision Center text line says, if you pay extra, the seats move
4: when there is action. Yeah, where do They're they called, go? They call the D seats. Well, they they vibrate and they go uh, up and down. Now and, I've seen those. Yeah, there was a. Uh,
2: you know, I've told you that when a while back we went to New Orleans and went to the. Uh, the, the museum there, the World War II museum, which is phenomenal. Well, you go in and you watch about a 45-minute movie, and yeah, the seats do all the the moving and all that stuff. Uh, it puts you, makes you feel like you're right in the the movie. And by the way, that movie is in 4D at, uh, at that theater. 4D, not 3D, 4D. It is phenomenal uh put you right in there and yeah i've I've seen those but i didn't know we had those here yeah you can
4: pay a little extra for the ticket and get the d-box seats
2: huh what do you mean pay a little extra i paid a
4: little extra to get in there you you have to pay extra to get those seats
2: huh all right i just you know thought i had to go take out a loan just to get in wow truth all right uh cnc collegiate center text line is 254-662-1660 if you're working today like jeff is over at the auto zone uh we'll say hi to you we appreciate uh, you uh doing what you do we appreciate our police and and our fire and and all of our first responders doctors nurses uh that uh, that are working today uh we appreciate uh, your efforts today all right 714 we're 14 after seven We'll talk about the Baylor-Albany game. We'll talk about UMHB. We'll do that coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas.
5: It's off to Provo and a matchup with future Big 12 member BYU this Saturday for Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears. 7 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, live from Provo, Utah. It's a 9-15 kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Baylor and BYU from Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday evening right here on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, camillejohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics.
1: When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kyocera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or
2: 18 minutes after 7 o'clock. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us here on a Monday morning, Labor Day. John Morse up at 3 today, and Matt Mosley's here at 4. Ward, uh, we'll we'll, we'll talk about Baylor in just a moment. We'll get your thoughts on UMHB, the defending national champions. They opened the season with Muhlenberg on Saturday and came away with a pretty convincing win. Uh, Just your your overall thoughts on on the performance and – the uh, first
4: game without Pete Fredenberg, uh on the sideline. Looked a lot like UMHB. Uh, you know, to be honest, uh, the uh, Mules came in from Allentown, Pennsylvania and a uh, number 11 team in the country and UMHB got off to a quick start. Didn't take them long to get the offense going, which we knew that the offense was probably going to be a little bit ahead of the defense, but the defense came in and, and shut Muhlenberg down. Muhlenberg had a a couple of promising drives in the game, but um, for the most part, that defense played very, very good, only a, allowing um, 389 yards, a lot of that in mop-up duty for Muhlenberg. Uh, but the offense, 674 yards Woo! for the Crusaders. And just Kyle King just absolutely outstanding. The running game got going. The offensive line rolled for UMHB 62-13. Um, to 13. Uh, your final, it's a uh, you know you're taking on the number eleven team in the country, and you you throw up sixty two points and make it look pretty easy to be honest. Um, very impressive from what you saw from UMHB on Saturday.
2: I you said just a moment ago you said it looked like UMHB, and I'm and I'm sitting here thinking, well, uh, if you're the new guy, would you change much of anything because of the success? that this, this program has had. So did it, did it really look like from an offense and a defensive perspective, did it look like the,
4: uh, the Pete Fredenberg crusaders? Um, yeah, I did. I mean, it just, it looked like the crusaders. Uh, I, you know, I, you're right. I don't, I don't think coach Harmon has a whole lot to change, but remember, he's got a brand new offensive Mm -hmm. coordinator, brand new defensive coordinator, uh, and brand new head coach, first time head coach. Um, so, you know, there was some, there was some little differences, but there wasn't a whole lot. The schemes were kind of the same. Some of the sets were a little bit, a little bit different, but other than that, it it looked like UMHB and no, you're right. You don't, you don't go in there and try to change a whole lot. You just put your fingerprint on it and, and, and go down the road. And look, when you, you have an offense that was as good as it was previously, Last year and, and last spring, uh, to win twenty games in a row. You you don't want to go in there and and completely try to change the wheel. You're right. So, you know, going in there with that offense and having as many returners as they had on the offensive side of the ball. You know, you got to get the ball into your playmakers' hands. And that you know that's that's KJ Miller, and you know you find ways to do that. And they got the ball on a uh, end around to him on on and he just very easily takes it to the house it just yeah there there's a there's a reason why UMHB is UMHB and so um they they looked impressive now they got a you know another challenge coming up this Saturday making a long road trip up to whitewater take on the <laughs> what was the number 2 team in the country and we, we'll see if that stands because they lost on Saturday to St. Johns and, so it, it'll be interesting really? to see how this all unfolds on Saturday.
2: They lost their opener, huh? Yeah,
4: they did. 18
2: to 12. Who? hmm It's going to be an angry bunch <laughs> waiting to meet you guys
4: <laughs> yeah, that's, on Saturday. Yeah, that's that's the other side of that coin. You're right. Wow. Uh, I mean, we, we'll have to do a little
2: research this week, but I'd like to know the last time Whitewater's lost consecutive games. I think you're going to have to go
4: back a while. Mm, probably so. I don't know. Oh, uh, we'll have that smokes. for you later on this week, I'm sure. Uh, but, yeah, it's I, – I wouldn't think it's. it's been it very – It not happen with a whole lot of frequency. Well, and and I promise you it hadn't happened early in the season. Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, wow. They could play their way right out of the playoffs on it, Saturday. It, in
2: September. Yeah. In September. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Uh all right, out at uh, McLean Stadium. First of all, let me just say this. For a a s for a game against a team that, that did not travel well, and they didn't. I mean they had some some folks, but not didn't. I thought touchdown alley and that whole tailgating, it was huge. I mean huge. It was a ton of people out there uh taking it in the whole scene and again, that's what it, that's what that's that's all about uh, you know it opens I think three hours before game time, so around three o'clock it opened. we got there and was doing the broadcast starting our our show started around two uh and uh you you look up by three thirty three forty five that place is rocking and I thought wow for for this group, you know uh a team that you know you're gonna win and you know in all likelihood that you're going to dispatch this team in the first quarter, and they did? I mean, you know, come on. Baylor had a uh, – what I thought was a – because after watching Albany, Baylor at 21-7 to at the end of the first quarter, games for all intents and purposes, it's over. It's done. And it was. And they went on to a 69-10 to victory. Some guys that – you knew their names, and you knew that they could play, but they hadn't gotten a lot of minutes. Contributed in a, in a big time way. Some guys that had some injuries contributed in a big time way. Here's here's Blake Shapin. and they and they were not little plays; they were big plays. Here's Blake Shapin to Monterey Baldwin.
6: Here's the play: second down and three. Play action. Shapen looking to throw. He's going deep, right side. He's got a man, Monterey Baldwin. Touchdown Bears. Baylor in the end zone on their first possession of the season, a touchdown pass of 47 yards from Blake Chapin to Monterey Baldwin.
2: The, uh, the highlight, a courtesy of the Baylor radio network from Learfield. Oh, uh, and, and that, I mean, John had a lot of those to call, a lot of big time plays to call. Uh, and, and they did use the big play, but they also were able to drive the football. Now I will tell you this, uh, and I was a little surprised by it, but they did not run the ball in the first half like I thought they would. Uh, I thought they would just absolutely own the line of scrimmage. Now they made some tweaks in the in the second half, and they 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 inserted their will on 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 Albany, and and you know were, was able to move the football. And they did it with a lot of different running backs too. I might add. I mean, there were several guys, and that's the other thing guys that you wanted to see play played and even guys that you weren't counting on got to play I mean they went deep I would not want to be the guy that was putting a participation chart together because it was Baylor went deep so uh here's Dave Aranda after the game talking with John and JJ
7: yeah no I appreciate the question I thought we were running into some bad looks um and you know there's um there's, there's still the opportunity to run the ball there. We didn't execute as well as we would like. I thought uh, in the second half we were able to get um, kind of our runs matched up to, uh, to better looks and we're, was, was able to uh, negotiate some of that better. I think also just the fact of the score and everything kind of weighed heavily on them, I think, um, and so we are able to lean on them a little bit more. And so I think that's that's still going to be something going in this next game where we need to establish uh, earlier and um, you know not not have to have the the perfect scenario to run the ball.
8: Do you feel like coach from a, you know with a lot of new receivers out there
7: uh, for the first time? Do you feel like you got the, the kind of what you were looking for as far as production, activity, blocking, everything? I thought I, I think so. There's you know not having not looked at the tape, just seeing. Um, from my viewpoint, uh, receivers going in and cracking, um, receivers uh, working up for safeties and gutting them out. You um, look at Hal Presley and some big-time catches. You look at Seth Jones and big-time, some big-time catches. Monterey Baldwin over the middle, big-time catches. It's pretty cool to see, and uh, there's a whole lot more. But I think those those three in particular, I thought, really took a step forward.
2: That is uh, Dave Aranda with uh, the uh, radio crew after the game on Saturday night, and he brought up a great point, uh, Ward, and and you know this as well as anybody. Those wide receivers, yeah, they got to catch the football, and that's that's their primary responsibility. But there's so many other things that they have to do, from being decoys to uh, to running correct routes in the route tree, and, and 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 blocking on the edges. There's a lot of things. That you don't see from a wide receiver. That's equally as important as catching the football.
4: If you want to be a well-rounded football team, you you've got to have eleven guys working in sympathy every play, and that means not taking plays off and doing what you're supposed to, chipping and and getting the crackbacks and doing the things that you need them to do to make the running game work as equally uh, positive as the running game, and that's that's a big part of it. And you got to have those young guys understand that that they they have to. You know, run their routes and and complete their routes and know the route tree and you know do what's expected of them on every single play and so if if you have that in game number one you're you're going in the right direction.
2: Yeah, again, running back wise, they were able to play a lot of different guys. Uh, I'm thinking close to you know six or seven different people ran the football for them. I mean that's that's a big number. Uh, they had you know, up six or seven, eight guys catching the football for him. Uh and again, right out of the box. And and I don't know if he had any jitters or if he was a little hyped up or whatever the case may be, but if he was, he certainly didn't show up. Blake Shapin was was a cool customer on the outside. He was seventeen of 20, 2 touchdowns and uh and no interceptions. I mean and you know, didn't turn the ball over. They didn't turn the ball over. Uh uh, you know in in the passing game seventeen to twenty two fourteen two 2 uh two touchdowns no picks that's uh that's effective and efficient and again he only plays one series in the second half they go down and score the first series of the third quarter and they get him out of there so and he went diving one time and you and you love to see it from the competitive side of it but man when you got a big lead you don't want to see it you just don't want to see it. Ask Charlie Brewer, the former Baylor quarterback. Guys, he, he breaks a hand in the first quarter Saturday night quarterbacking Liberty, and he's going to be done for six to eight weeks. You just feel for a guy like that. I mean, it, it's just a bad deal for him. But, yeah, breaks his hand
4: uh, for Liberty and is going to be out six to eight weeks. So That's, that, that's not good for Charlie. That's unfortunate. Not very,
2: very unfortunate. But – my point to shaping is, yeah, you love to see the competitive fire that he had. But, man, when that game's – you hold your breath uh, because, look, they weren't coming back. They weren't. I mean, they did not have – they just could not match up with Baylor's defense. And, and Baylor rotated a lot of guys in on a hot, muggy night. and And Albany spent more time – you know, drinking fluids and trying to stretch out and, and, and fight through cramps than they did, you know, making plays. But anyway, Baylor wins, and now it's off to Provo to take on BYU, who is 1-0 after, a I think, a 55-7 to win over South Florida. Uh, so they got that taken care of. We'll, we'll talk more about it. We'll do it next uh, with Jerry Hill. We're running a little behind, but right now it is time for the uh, for the Cowboy Report with Christy Scales, and it's brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Check him out at dot com
9: everyone, with today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Something Dak Prescott told tight end Dalton Schultz last week bodes well for the season. Dalton shares what was said right after this.
5: Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA.
9: What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label?
5: It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go.
0: It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com 5G for you for details.
9: Having the day off for Labor Day doesn't apply to the Cowboys who are preparing for the Bucks coming to town this weekend for Sunday night football. Tight end Dalton Schultz knows fans are concerned about a revamped passing game, but he loves what he's seen from the young receivers and tight ends and especially loves the accuracy he's seen from Dak Prescott.
2: He told me the other day he feels like a good hit a penny out of the air he's got so much confidence coming into this year there's a lot more comfort obviously with another year and a lot of trust between us I mean you can feel the energy man guys are excited guys are chomping at the bid we can't wait to get out there
9: later today we'll know more on whether or not veteran free agent Jason Peters will be added to the roster but even if he's signed with six days to go till the opener rookie Tyler Smith will get the first team practice reps at left tackle with the Cowboys report I'm Christy Scales
0: Time to talk Baylor athletics with Baylor University's Director of Sports Journalism, Jerry Hill.
2: From the Baylor Bear Insider, he's not taking Monday off either. <laughs> he's Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Tommy. You, you, you didn't? Did you sleep in at all? I mean. It, um, you know
8: what you, uh, your call actually got me up. Well, good. I will admit, I will admit. So well, that, I, I, I had it, I was ready and everything, but, uh, my alarm actually went off at like seven thirty this morning and I kind of turned back and, and then Ryan called and I'm like, Oh yeah,
2: it's that time. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, you, you've, you've yep. got things to do today, but, uh, you know, we got a press conference today and all that good yeah. stuff. So. Oh yeah. Well, Labor day. It is. We're going to be laboring. All right. Uh, I don't think the result surprises anybody. Uh, I don't think the caliber of competition surprises anybody, but that was not a good football team. Uh, what, what was, what was your takeaways from the game?
8: Uh, 89 guys played. <laughs> I think that was kind of the goal going in was to get, you know, get a lot of guys in the game and, uh, I don't know if that was a record for Baylor, but uh, that's that's as many as I can ever remember playing in a game. So um, I think that was the big deal, Tommy, is just getting those guys in the game. Um, you're right. The competition wasn't good. Um, you know, he just, they, they were not, you know, they couldn't stand up to Baylor at all. Um, you know, Baylor uh, going for it. I know you love going for it on fourth down. and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So basically gave them their only touchdown, but, uh, you know, like I said, I think it was good just to get out there. Uh, it was another team. It was another Jersey. So you got to go against that. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, on the positive side, um, you know, the running game was, um, not non-existent, but they just struggled running the ball in that first half and, and really kind of that was the focus the second half and they, you know, got it going. Obviously, I mean, they finished with over 250 yards rushing after having
2: 43 at the half, and a lot of guys did it. <laughs> it was right, right. I mean, you, know, no, you were able to to, to rotate a lot of players in at that at the at the running back position and the receiver position.
8: Yeah, and and that was one thing you wanted to see, you know, which guys are going to emerge, and there were a lot of them. But um, as I said, um, you know, I'm not patting myself on the back, but Richard Reese is good. Um, And he he showed it, uh, you know, he showed it Saturday night, uh, two touchdowns, you know, over 60 yards, rushing on nine carries. So uh, I I think he's a good one. Um, But, you know, Tay McWilliams, squirrel i you know i wasn't even sure if squirrel was going to play and you know he scored one of the first touchdowns so uh, it was good to see him out there um gavin holmes on the punt return it, it, so there were there were a lot of good things and and monterey baldwin looked great at receiver you talked about the receivers al presley um you know so you're right there were a lot of guys that showed and uh and uh you know it was good just to get that first game under your belt um you know, like you said, it wasn't great competition, but you got a game under your belt, and now now you go on the road to play uh, a very good BYU team.
4: Dude, do you think that they got any of the questions they had going into game number one answered, or was the opponent just more or less not up to the caliber that they could answer those questions, but they did get some of the things that they needed to get done? You got the first game underneath their belt, as you just mentioned, got to go against a different opponent, got to have that game day experience.
8: Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things that Dave said after the game and I, you know, I would agree with him on that is um they wanted to see guys get contested catches and they did. I mean, if you uh, you know, look at that, I think it was the first one, Monterey Baldwin, uh it was a 47-yard touchdown, but you know, he kind of wrestled the ball from the uh uh Al- Albany cornerback so you know and there were some more plays like that so I think in that sense you did see some things that you wanted to see um and, and you know so that was good but yeah I, for the most part you just got game experience and and you know I I remember a, a coach that was around here for a while said the one thing you can't buy is experience so
2: yeah and in one of the things that I, I I was thinking about over the weekend uh, after the game and in and- and I'm curious what he thinks, is you know that you got talented players that didn't have game experience or a ton of game experience in, in, in both the receiver position and at the running back position. Right. Uh, that rotation, I mean, you can't establish a rotation, I don't think, against yourself like they've been practicing. So right. did, did they take that step there in trying to figure out what guys fit better with with what guys and it, both the running back position and at the wide receiver position, and on the defensive side up front, you got so many quality players. Yeah. Did you yeah. could you kind of figure out your rotation there?
8: Well, I, you know, as Ward said, the competition kind of you know kept you from maybe figuring out exactly what you've got. But I think the fact that they were able to get out there just helps you. Um, and you're right, defensive line, that's crazy the depth that they have there. And, and they were able to get those guys, you know, uh, they were rotating them in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jackson player, you know, who, you know, they've been saying all along, he's he's going to help us. And he had one and a half um, tackles behind the line and, and uh, you know, had a half of those sack. So he, he definitely made an impact. So I I think that was good to see. And then uh, you know, I think in the secondary you had some guys show up. Um, you know, Devin Neal um played one of the safeties with, with Christian Morgan out. Um and uh, you know, I thought he looked good at times and uh you know, Al Walcott was was at the star position and, and he showed up really early. I thought he you know, he is a guy that I think is gonna be a playmaker at that position and that's a playmaker position. So I, I think it was good to see him out there. He He had had the uh, hand injury or arm injury most of camp. So um, it was good to see him out there and and making plays.
4: This week they get to travel up to take on a good BYU team. What are some of the things that that you think Coach Aranda has to address other than finding the travel squad to go up on Saturday?
8: Um, You know, I think – And maybe it was, was, or wasn't answered, you know, Saturday, but I think you've got to be able to establish the run a little earlier. So I think that would be one thing, Um, you know, and this will obviously be a much better test for your defense. You know, I think, uh, you know, BYU kind of had its way, particularly in the first half uh, against a a USF USF team. So I I think, uh, you know, those are kind of the things that, you know, and they faced Jaron Hall last year, the quarterback, um you know they're they're running back from last year as, as was drafted but uh looks like they've got a pretty good running game going as well they they went 75 yards on on one of the, maybe the first play of the game from scrimmage so um yeah i think this will be a really good test for the defense and and maybe you do figure out maybe a little bit better about the rotation you know which guys or, you know, which guys are you going to trust? Um, you know, certainly it was easy to just kind of put them out there Saturday. But who, who do you really trust, you know, when the game is on the line? Because this one, you, you got to figure is going to be a game that's going to be, you know, nip and tuck and, you know, maybe that way down to the line. Uh, so I, I think this will kind of show you who, that, who the coaches trust and, you know, who they want to rely on, you know, when the game's on the line.
2: Jerry, uh, elsewhere in the conference, was there anything that kind of surprised you at all or did it kind of go chalk?
8: I thought it went pretty much chalk. Um, you know, West Virginia had a chance to to win, you know, what would have been a good victory for them, a really good victory for them, um, and and probably should have won that game. But, you know, just just couldn't pull it out there at the end. And had the uh, pick six that, you know, they got pit going, and
2: Right through his uh, hands, too. Right through the receiver's hands.
8: Yeah, and and of course it'll be on the quarterback, but that was not on him. So, um, But they're good. They're a good team. So I think that was one of the things that showed. But, yeah, if you look at the rest of the games, I think it was pretty much shock. I didn't realize how bad Colorado is. (laughs) And TCU handled them pretty well because I'm just not sure what TCU's got for sure. Uh, And then their quarterback went down – Chandler Morris, but Max Duggan, who had been the starter, he came in. So I think they'll be fine. Uh, I'm not sure how serious Morris's injury is. I know it was a knee, I believe. So um, that will be one to see. But, yeah, I think everybody else, Tommy, was pretty much chalk and and probably get a better idea in the next couple of weeks. And I think we maybe even have a conference game this week. So, yeah, you'll see pretty quick exactly how good some of these teams are.
2: All right, Jerry. I appreciate it. I'm gonna let you uh, get, get another little hour, hour and a half. Uh, let me, let me, let me do this. Let me, since we woke you up, let me buy you lunch today.
8: You know what? And I don't know if y'all heard it, but <laughs> my snooze alarm went off during the uh, during the <laughs> call. So I apologize for
2: that. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Yeah. Well, we weren't gonna say anything. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Hey, Jerry. Thanks uh, By the way, right. uh, what do you got? What do you got coming up? You got anything coming up uh, on the Insider?
8: Uh, You know, we've got, uh, you know, the same stuff going on, you know, volleyball, cross country, soccer, volleyball, um, you know, bounce back from a loss to Pepperdine. But they'll uh, they actually have their home tournament, first home games of the year this weekend. So that'll be fun to see. And then, uh, you know, soccer struggled yesterday. They had a chance. uh, That game was delayed by. Two hours, but they had a chance to get a win against Iowa, and it, it ended up in a zero-zero tie. So, uh, yeah, just a lot more. Uh, and I think men's golf is about to start as well on wow. Sunday. So we got we got sports going on, Tommy.
2: <laughs> Indeed, and that's a good thing. Jerry, thanks, yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. All right, guys, talk to you later. That's Jerry Hill, the uh, director of sports journalism at Beta University, and. Uh, from the Baylor Bear Insider covering Baylor football for us. All right, 7:45, 15 away from 8. We will uh we'll talk some high school football. We'll get into that coming up in uh, in just a couple of minutes. But right now, we want to talk about double R old Fashioned hamburgers. They're at 1810 Herring Best Burger in Waco and man, they uh they got a great uh, they got a great burger going on and you know, the reason is it's simple. They don't cook that burger until you place that order. So it's a fresh Burgers, fresh ingredients, and a great conversation on sports at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. And they also do catering. They cater, obviously they cater burgers, but they can do anything. They can do, uh, I know that they love cooking fajitas for folks uh, and that kind of thing. So you can get that done at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers as well. Chicken fried steak sandwiches, grilled chicken sandwiches, uh, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. Yeah, you can get that. But, man, I'm telling you, if I'm going there, I'm getting the burger. It's Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, 1810 Herring, and uh, the phone number is 753-1603. Recently on the John Moore Show. Kevin Eschenfelder, our guest, University of Houston,
6: football play-by-play. I think the anticipation is going to be much greater. You know, we're going to be able to build rivalries between uh, Houston and Baylor and, and you know, historic rivalries that the guys that are your age can you know, think back and appreciate those teams that played against one another in the Southwest Conference days. And uh, you know, I think college football will be better for it.
0: John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
5: I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands it cries out i'm not old i'm just getting started and at pickup outfitters we celebrate the classic the future vintage the retro trucks whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20 year old you got from your dad put it back to work again get it dressed up again and let us help you do that at pickup outfitters Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray-in bed liners—we have it at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lakeyard Drive in Waco.
9: Are you
10: tired of the same old boring pizza? Well, it's time to step it up and head on over to Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall, off Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco. This pizza is a handcrafted cuisine from the Castillo family, serving the fine food since the 1930s. Order by the slice or a whole pie or try Castillo spaghetti and meatballs. Top your meal off with Italian gelato with many flavors to choose from. Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall, Waco. Stop by or check them out at villagepizzeria.com. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird
6: Colgen Ford. When it's time for your new car, truck, or SUV, BK Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class, the Mustang, Explore, Expedition F-150, and Super Duty. BK Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at BK Ford. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford.
0: Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas.
9: All right, it is uh,
2: 749 game time on a Monday, Labor Day. We are in the Alan Samuels studios, and we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Bram Fiat, your friend of the car business, Tom and Ward and Ryan, and glad to have you with us. If you uh, if you're listening in this morning uh, at work or at home wherever you may be, uh thanks for uh for being with us this morning. All right. Ryan, we uh we did our high school football pick-ems. Let's kind of go over that and and kind of see where we are. I think Mr. White's uh was he the was he victorious this
3: week among all of us? He was not. You and I were tied with the best at 7 and 3. Oh, it's rigged.
4: I, it's rigged.
3: I, I thought I had six. Yeah, you got, oh, no, Ryan, you, no, no, got actually, Ryan in your right. pocket. No, no, you're right. You went six and four. Ward, you and I went seven and three. Yeah, Ward I got went that seven and three. That's correct. Yeah. And then Aaron, after going 10-0 and 0 last week, went four and six this week. Now we're back to normal. <laughs> and despite that, he's still in first place. So. Well, yeah, when you go 10-0 and, and and cheat. And
4: 0. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think he turned his sheet in on Saturday I, He morning. had
3: to. I mean, he he cheated. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, Aaron. So our from last week, our first pick was WT White at Waco High. And I chose Waco High. So I got that one. I believe I believe we all chose no Aaron's the only one that went with WT White. We all went Waco High. So. Well
2: that was and let's just talk about that for just a second and what happened in the in the WISD. That snapped a seventeen game losing streak. It handed uh Lyndon Helt, the head coach, his first victory. Uh, after starting 0 at 11 at Waco and Ward, you you know what was coming. I mean, the, the kids come out of the stands. It's a celebration for the players and the coaches. I think there was almost as much as much jubilation. There was there was relief. You know, we can do this. We finally got this done. I'm curious to see. First of all, congratulations. You know, you you don't want to see anybody in a in a, a situation like that. And I, I, I'm curious now to see how this team performs moving forward, and it begins Thursday night. I said Thursday night, by the way, against Granberry, and in yeah, good for them, good mm-hmm. for them. So yeah, that's outstanding. And same thing for University. Yes, I mean they stop a, a a skid and get a win, and exact same exact same thing. I mean, I, I'm curious to see what the win and. How it changes things in, in moving forward, because what what was the score? I mean, it was big.
3: It was the final in the university in Eastern Hills was 67 to 47. But the funny thing about that is, you know what the halftime score was? Eight, uh, 18 to 12. Really? There were 77 points scored in the second half alone. <laughs> it was, it was uh, unbelievable. But been
2: there, done that, seen it. So, so we're good, but so, they win, and that's the bottom line.
3: And both Waco teams won on the same night, which I thought that was pretty cool as yep. well. And Kent Laster gets his first win as the head man of the University Trojans as well. And all three of us had university, and Aaron was, again, the outlier picking Eastern Hills to win that one. And our third game was Ward's game, Willis at Temple, where Temple won 34-20. to 20. And then after that was the Battle of Killeen School's Chaparral at Shoemaker and Shoemaker won this one handily, to say the least, fifty-two to nothing. Then Centerville at Crawford, twenty-one to six. Crawford won that one, and then another big stunner from Central Texas. All four of us had La Vega winning this one, but Connolly went on the road and see. Let
2: me just say this: I don't know that that was a stunner because their no. Connolly was really, really good. That's I- true. I,
4: I-, I think. What you had that, was two really good foot. Yeah, that game's hit- a coin flip every year.
2: Yeah, I think you had two really good football teams playing each other, and 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 Conley I think had to come from behind, but they did win the game. And we're going to talk to Terry Garrett coming up at the top of the hour here in just a minute.
3: Then Lorena, Lorena at West, and that was a very oh. good game as well. Twenty-one to fifteen, the final Lorena took that one. I was the only one who went with West, and then you three got Lorena, and they won that one. And Then uh. <clears throat> Hillsborough at Whitney.
2: Yeah, move on. <laughs> okay, fine. Whitney wins. They dominated the game, didn't they?
3: Forty-eight to six at Absolutely. home.
2: David Haynes Jr. His first win as the
3: head coach at Whitney High School. Good for him. Two hundred yard rushers in that game as well. They dominated from start to finish. Moving on. Valley Mills at Holland. Holland took a big win at home as well. Forty to fourteen. Brad, our- Brad Talbert's team
2: is good. Make, mm-hmm. I know they lost on opening night to Burton, but you write it down. When push comes to shove, they're going to be right in the middle of this thing.
3: Burton's a ranked team as well, aren't yeah, they? That's, yes. that's
2: what I just, yeah, exactly.
3: And then our our 10th and final game from the Pickhams last week, Rosebud Lott at Wortham. We all had Rosebud Lot and Wortham ended up winning at home 30 to nothing over the Cougars.
2: Yeah, that was uh, – that was. I, I thought Rosebud Lot would be right. In fact, I picked them to win, but uh, – I don't know. Uh, I thought they'd be right in that game. I thought
4: Friday night, Ward, we had some tremendous football games. There were some great games around the state. There really was. And, and some stunners yeah. from around the state as well. Alito gets knocked off again for the second week in a row. I can't, Didn't who, expect that to come up. Who does? The, the longest winning streak in Texas high school football is over now. Uh, as Houston Northbrook defeated Aldean snapping a 42-game losing streak on Friday night. So Holy congratulations moly. to them. That, that losing streak has come to an end. So now it, now we have to find a, a new leader in the clubhouse.
2: Yeah. I, we mentioned Waco. We mentioned University. I thought the West Temple thing was tremendous for Central Texas football, the Conley-LaVega game. Uh, and, I, and I'm going to give kudos to Bosqueville. They got beat uh, Friday night by Hamilton. But they were, they were down Huge and came mm-hmm. roaring back. A lot of fight, and I think they ended up losing by two. I think two. it was 35, 33, something like that. But, you know, you don't know what that does for a football team. You know, they now know, hey, they can play. They can play with anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, they're 0-2. They didn't get the paycheck, but I think they, they learned something about themselves. Uh, that Centerville-Crawford game, I think Crawford was down –
3: Yes, in that game, and then they roared back, scored twenty-one unanswered points. That's what five playing four, I think something like yes. that. Yes, it was a yes, it was definitely a top ten, top five matchup. Well, I mean, what
2: a tremendous win for the Crawford Pirates! I mean, a tremendous win beating a very good Centerville yes. team. Uh, we, we, we did we 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 talked about the Willis quarterback Temple getting a, a nice win. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were some of the other Central Texas games that was that all the ones that we kind of punched up uh on our checklist. We were kind of going through them this morning. China Spring had to come back against Melissa. And I believe that was on the road. Yes. They it were was on at Melissa. the road. Just north of Bucky's. <laughs> 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 and beat Melissa and had to come from behind to do it. So, congratulations to the China Spring Cougars. What a tremendous win for them and what a start 2 and 0, huh, after beating Lorena and Melissa. Yeah.
4: That's that's a good start.
3: Yes, indeed. A lot of comeback wins this week. So there you go.
2: All right, uh, seven fifty-seven, three minutes away from eight o'clock. We'll talk about some high school football. Coach Garrick from Conley is going to join us at the top of the hour. But right now, John Morris, the voice of the Bears, is going to join us. He's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program.
9: It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now here's the voice of the Bears.
6: Right, everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Football opens with a bang in McLean Stadium. We'll give you details, plus soccer and volleyball from the weekend. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat
2: If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks, then shop Allen Samuels in Waco because we have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will put you in a new vehicle and driving away with confidence. During the Labor Day sales event, you can take your pick a new 2022 Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger and receive 0% for 72 months and no payments for 90 days. If you're a first responder, you get an extra $500 off your purchase, high quality vehicles from a dealership with a hometown feel. Allen Samuels in Waco.
7: This is Lauren Harrison with Baylor Volleyball, and this is my story. There was a time last season when I felt so much doubt, but then I came to my senses and realized this is not who I am. I am not the player who just hopes I can score a point. I am the player who plays with confidence, swagger, and joy. Playing against Florida was the turning point for me. I felt like I was finally playing like myself again. My name is Lauren Harrison, and this is my Champions Tribune.
6: Read more Champions Tribune at BaylorBears.com. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is The
9: Voice, John Morris.
6: And welcome back. Baylor football opening the new season Saturday evening at McLean Stadium against FCSU Albany with an impressive 69 10 victory over the Danes. Eight Baylor players scored touchdowns on the night, 89 different players played in the game. The Bears led it 35-7 to at halftime and won it 69-10 to after the game, head coach Dave Aranda.
7: Coach, congratulations on the win. Hey, thank you. Um, way proud of our guys. I thought, you know, I look back all the way to January, to spring, to summer, to fall, just continuing to mature and um, take on responsibility and accountability and I thought a lot of that just showed up today, just starting the game the way we did, finishing the game the way we did. There's, There was plenty of off-ramps there to, uh, you know, look up at the scoreboard or look up at the crowd and um, kind of not be into it, but I thought they were so into it. And so, way cool to see. We had a lot of guys play, and so that was fun too. But uh, it was a good way to kick it off.
6: Coach Dave Aranda following Saturday's season-opening win over U Albany. The Bears, with a much tougher task this week, headed to Provo, Utah to play the BYU Cougars this Saturday evening. BYU a 50-21 winner over South Florida on the road this past weekend. That's a 9-15 kickoff Saturday evening from Provo for the Bears and the Cougars. Also, over the weekend, Baylor Volleyball takes two of three, playing in the Pepperdine Tournament. They'll play at home for the first time this Thursday against Colorado State. And Baylor Soccer waits out a long weather delay on Sunday night, then plays to a scoreless draw against the University of
0: Iowa. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome
2: back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. As we mentioned a moment ago, a lot, and I do mean a lot of great high school football games, non-district football games played uh, over the weekend, and uh, none better than the uh, Conley La Vega game, and we're joined now by Conley Head Coach Terry Garrett. Coach, uh, first of all, good morning. Thanks for your time. We appreciate uh, you being with us.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
2: Talk a little bit about the game Friday night. I mean, yes, it's it's. There's so many cool things about this game. Number one, the 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 proximity of the two schools, uh, the quality of the of the programs, and just what does this game bring, win or lose, bring to your program?
1: Well, um, I don't know if everybody was at the game Friday night, but there was standing room only. Uh, you know, rivalry game. Um, you know, kids both sides of the ball, whether it was Vega or whether it was us, I mean, they played extremely hard. You got to give credit to Donnie Hyde and the Vega Pirates. They got after it on Friday night. And I was proud of our kids. You know, they matched the intensity. Uh, not everything was perfect in the game, but our kids fought through a lot of adversity and uh, very proud of them. And it, it, it's a big-time win for our program. Um, it's not one of our goals. It's a non-district game. Um, but at the same time, you know, it lets our kids know that we belong and that we can play with these guys.
4: Coach, how much does that help your team to have that non-district matchup that is so competitive that gets you a big win like that? Learning about your football team and where you need to improve, even in a win, has to help your program.
1: Oh, it, it does. It's a, it's, a, it's a huge help for us, you know. Um, we scheduled some non-district opponents that are very tough for a reason. You know, one of our goals is to make the playoffs, but our second goal we have is to win a district championship. And so playing people like the Vega is just going to make us better when we get to district.
2: So, is the ability that your football team showed to to, to stay in a game and actually uh, get it done in the end, What what's that tell you about your football team?
1: Well, you know, um, I think we got some good leaders on our team. You know, we had some things that didn't go our way early on, and our kids didn't freak out about it. You know, we fumbled inside like the 20-yard line going in in the first half, but our kids didn't freak out about it, and they just uh, kept plugging away and kept playing. And so, you know, they understand we have a chance in every game that we play if we'll do the things that we're taught to do and play as hard as we can. And so, you know, the leadership on the sideline and the leadership of the kids on the team uh, was was very, very awesome. I mean, our kids, they, they just didn't lose their cool, and uh, – we showed some maturity out there, and I was really proud of them.
4: Coach, how much does that help your internal competition as well?
1: Oh, huge. You know, I mean, we're sitting out here this morning. We don't have school, so we're practicing. We're on the field at 7 a.m., and it is probably one of the most upbeat practices we've ever had this early in the morning. Uh, kids are hopping around, flying around, being coachable, and just getting after it.
2: I- I'm curious. Did you, did you learn anything about your football team that you didn't know after that game?
1: Uh, I did. Uh, you know, uh, we had some kids that made some plays that I didn't know if, if they were going to make some plays for us this year. Uh, and they, they came out there and never flinched. And, you know, I kind of re some stuff on special teams this week uh, just because now I know this these kids can handle it. Uh, trying to get some of the starters off some special teams and stuff like that from offense and defense. Uh, and we were worried about that going into it. We didn't know if the backups could handle some of those special teams And they showed us on Friday night that they could.
4: Coach, now this week you get to work out this morning, but another challenge lays out in front of you. How important is it to be able to to stay focused and put that game behind you?
1: Well, and that's what we talked about first thing this morning. You know, the Vega game was great, but that Vega game doesn't matter if we don't take care of business this week. Uh, You know, we're playing a great Cameron team this week. Very explosive, uh, very athletic. Uh, and their kids play extremely hard. They don't take a playoff. And so like we told our kids, you know, you got another challenge this week. And it's a huge challenge and we have to go out there and we gotta match it.
2: Do you worry about that? Big highs, big lows?
1: Um, I do a little, but uh just watching them this morning, I think we, I think our kids gonna continue to go out there and play hard. All right, coach,
2: man, we appreciate it. Again, congratulations on on the win and uh thanks for your time this morning and uh and uh, have a good week and, and look forward to watching the game against Cameron. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. That is uh, Terry Garrick, the uh, head coach of the uh, Conley Cadets. And and you know what? The, it's It's been a little bit since the Cadets have beaten La Vega. And, and uh, that's that's a nice win for, for him and, and, and Conley. And, and, again, Ward, I think they had to come from behind to do it. What was the final? 35-34, something like that? Thir- yeah. And, and – and, I, it, you know, it shows you that you, you, you can tee it up and play against anybody because you know what Don Hyde's football teams are about. If, they, if there's nothing that you know about La Vega, know this. His football teams are going to be physical, and his football teams are going to be prepared to play. I don't care. Any, if you take nothing away from the La Vega Pirates, take those two things away. Number one, they're going to be physical and number two, they're going to be ready to play. They're going to be prepared. And so for Conley to get that win, that's 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 a nice that's a nice step for the Cadets. And now they're off to the two zero start. And they've got uh, they've got you know one of those tradition rich programs. We talk about it all the time. And I and it's it's and I don't know how it works this way, but it does. There are programs and teams that hope to win, and then there are programs and teams that expect to win. Uh, and they're shocked. They're genuinely shocked when they don't. And and the Cameron Yeoman are one of those programs. I mean, that's a program that has an expectation to, to win a football game every time they go on the
4: field. Yeah, that's a good program. A lot of rich history there, and, you know, they got to continue it.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And for Conley, look, this is just another step in the stepping stones that they have to go through uh, to try to get, you know, their goals on their goal board that they established in the offseason to be able to do it. And he just said it. Make the playoffs. And the other one, the second goal. On that is, hey, let's win a district championship on the way to the playoffs. So, um, they, they've they got to continue to not let that game uh, against a crosstown rivalry that's a very good football team get too big for them. Just put it behind you, learn from it, watch the film, go on into the next one, and, and improve each and every week.
2: I just sat there thinking about that district. Uh, La Vega, China Spring, Stephenville – Holy moly. And everybody everybody says, every coach will tell you, well, we got the toughest district in the state of Texas. But you know what? I think if those guys that's said a pretty it, good one. That's, if those guys said it, I, you know, I'm going to buy. I'm not a seller on that one. I'm a buyer on that one. Uh, they That is, man, that that's, and, and you know what? And then you can sit there and go, well, what about the Lorena district? Uh, the, in all of those, t- there are some tremendous leagues here in, in, in greater Central Texas that are just it, the caliber of comp- – so you better go play really good people in your non-district schedule to get yourself ready for district competition or you're going to find yourself on the short end
4: of those scores. There's no doubt. Yeah, I, you, you don't – if you're going to go in – and look, each coach knows his own team and has to figure it out for himself. But I, I – is have always been in the mindset of, hey, I I want to play the best of the best, and I don't care the outcome in non district doesn't matter to me. I, if, if we win, great. If we lose, it's not a bad thing. I I want to know where my team is going into where the games actually count mm-hmm. when it makes a difference, and if you don't test them and you don't know how they're going to react in the heat of battle, then when you do get into that situation and the games are counting, it may be too late. And so you've got to expose yourself. And if you do that, you make yourself a better football team.
2: If you schedule down in, in, in teams that are traditionally not very good, yeah, you're going to rack up three or four or five wins in non-district. Cares? But what does that tell you about your football team? Nothing. Absolutely does you no good. I mean, you, you want a report card the first three, four, five weeks of the season before you get to – the district play. You want it, you want a true report card, a true reading on your team.
4: Well, and you know, look, you may surprise yourself too. You may come out on the other side and and actually play the good teams and win some football games mm-hmm. and that makes you even a better football team because you have that confidence and oh wow, look what we've got. And and, and when you play to the caliber of teams that you're going to see later on then the speed of the game and everything else is not a shock to your players. And you don't have to do those type of adjustments. You can just make the adjustments on what you need to make the adjustments on in a normal game instead of, hey, I tried to tell you that it's going to get it's going to get faster on this Friday night than it was the pa- past three Friday nights, but you didn't listen. Well, they didn't listen because you didn't give them an opportunity to figure that out. And so – there's a lot of different factors that are even less obvious than than you than you think of by scheduling up in in those situations. And there's some teams out there right now that are sitting at two and o. That a lot of people went, "Whoa, I didn't expect them to be two and o." Especially the caliber of teams they're playing, but they may be a better football team than we thought. Right.
2: So, what is your your takeaway with with uh Waco High and University, you know, and teams in their in similar situations where they finally got, you know, the that monkey off their back, so to speak. They finally got that that win. And, and now maybe they can exhale, relax and 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 go play the games the way that, you know, and, instead of, I would imagine and I don't know. I mean, I've never been there, but I would imagine if you're in a 15, 16, 17 game losing streak and, you know, you're part of a, a team that did not win a game last year. That you know sometimes it can get to nail biting time and and you tense up a little bit instead of just relax and play and now maybe they're past that.
4: Well I yeah, I think there's a little bit to that. I don't know that you know you really want to look at it and 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 put put anything to say, hey, just relax and breathe, but there's a lot to being able to relax and breathe and just play the game the mm-hmm. way you're supposed to play it uh, and, and not tense up like what you're talking about. There is a little bit of that pressure off. But also, you want to keep the pressure on. Hey, this is what we've been talking about. This is how you finish games. This is, you know, you talked about a team not being able to finish the other night, watching that, mm-hmm. and, and it makes a difference. And for university and for Waco, yeah, you want to get that first one. Hey, you can't win two in a row till you win one in a row. Right. And so now they've got that going. And it does give you a little bit more confidence. I, I promise you, the practice field is going to feel a little bit different to them today than it's felt in, in quite a while. And maybe some of the stuff that you talk about in the film room with them is you can point out to, hey, this is what I've been talking about. This is what we need to do on every play, not just on every other play or once every four plays. We need to continue to do that and work as a unit. But it does take a little bit of that pressure off. It does give you an opportunity to say, look, if you, if you do what we ask you, and you continue to come to work and, and, and bring your lunchbox with you, we'll win more of these games. So there's there's a big confidence builder for them on both those teams. And I, I think that was probably the biggest takeaway for Waco, and I'm sure it was for university, is,
2: hey, we finally got rewarded for all of the hard work that we put in. Who wants to go to work and work 40 hours a week and then not get a paycheck? Yeah. You know, so they got a paycheck on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't gotten one in a while. So uh, you're right. I, I bet today is is a lot more enjoyable. No one likes to practice, but uh, I would think today would be a lot more enjoyable uh, when they go to practice because they know, hey, do the right things, pay attention in practice, do your, your film study, do your do your, your, your study work and, 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 your, and, uh, and get your things done in the weight room, and then go on Friday night and you got a chance to win. Now for Waco – I'll say this, uh, they're in a nine-team district. They only get two non-district games, so th- that's behind them. It's, they all count now, and they be- that begins on Thursday night. They play a Thursday night game this week against the Pirates at Granbury, so a short week, holiday week, they got to get ready, and uh, at least they're at home on Thursday night against Granbury. But,
4: Ward, as you pointed out, it's a chance for them to start 1-0 in district play. Yeah, it's a big chance, and you know you've got to you've got to take those when you can get them. And this is this is a Granberry team came in that that won last week, a close game that that they had last week, but they got the W as well. So both teams, you know, trying to get two in a row, uh, but they count now. And so there's a little different feeling coming up on Thursday night than than you've had all season long. And and for Waco. You know, it's an opportunity to win a district football game now, mm-hmm. and that's going to be talked about. It's been a while since we have won a district football game. You have a chance to go one to zero in district, and the Waco Lions haven't done that in a long time. Nope. And this is a really good opportunity for them on Thursday night.
2: Continue in non-district for for University, but uh, for Waco, it uh, it moves into district competition. All right, eight uh, sixteen. That's our that's our look at. Uh, High school football here on a on a uh, on a Monday morning. It is Labor Day weekend. If you're at work, hey, thank you, we appreciate it. If you're listening to us at home, maybe on the back porch, having that first cup of coffee, or maybe that third cup of coffee. Thanks for uh, turning on ESPN Central Texas, your first word in sports this morning. We are brought to you in part by Circle Drug, thirty two eleven Robinson Drive here in Waco. Here's the phone number if uh, you need uh, need to get a prescription filled, or maybe you got a question maybe something popped up over the weekend and you're like, okay, I need to run and get uh, an over-the-counter medication, call 6620774. 774 Their staff will recommend uh, the, uh, what you need for whatever the case may be. Uh, and, and they may say, you know what, you probably need to go ahead and, and make an appointment with your, your, your GP, your general practitioner. So uh, that's the kind of service that you're going to get. Uh, from Circle Drug. They're locally owned. They're an independent pharmacy, and they're there to serve you and take care of you. It's neighbors taking care of neighbors. I mean, that's what it gets down to, in my opinion. Uh, They offer free delivery to your home or to your office, and, of course, they do vaccines and everything else. And listen to these hours. They're open Monday through Friday from 9 until 6. Not 5, 6. They know if you get off at 5 o'clock, you still need to be able to pick up your medications. They're open on Saturdays from 9 until Two. I didn't say noon. I said two. So they're giving up time on their weekend to make sure it's uh, available for you. That's that's what friends do. That's what family does. I mean, it's and that's the kind of attitude that they have serving Central Texas. Circle Drug Pharmacy, thirty two eleven Robinson
0: Drive, and again the phone number six six two zero seven seven four. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
7: This was a hardcore
8: drink that he had. Aaron, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you pronounce whatever Aaron Rodgers was drinking? Apparently the NFL has said no, this is not on our banned substance. Ayahuasca.
7: Ayahuasca. All right. Do you feel like the show would be better if I tried some ayahuasca? I think people already think I might be on something during these shows. The Matt
0: Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central
9: Direct.
6: Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured
0: by NCUA. My
7: money, my future, my.
0: It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling and Foundation, Myatt Fuels, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, 821.
2: Little shocked she's here.
10: That ain't right. (laughs) Why? It's a holiday. So, y'all are here. I'm here. I'm part of the team. Team player. I'm here. (laughs) We're all here. Thanks, Ryan. Oh, goodness. Ward's here, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got for us this morning? Well, it's a story that I read. Rumor has it that there was a fire in the New England Patriots locker room.
2: Really? What caused it? Tom Brady left.
10: <laughs>
2: oh, And it wow. became a nice. dumpster fire. There you go. All right. I figured that one out <laughs> real fast.
10: So, uh, Patriots custodian custodian named Otto Tox. What a name, Tox T O
2: X. I thought she was going to say Otto Graham.
10: <laughs> who's that? Oh, no. Who's him? Hey, <laughs> did you just say who's him? <laughs> Do I know him? <laughs> Should I know him? Ryan?
3: I don't know who it is. So, anyways,
10: this custodian... Oh, come on!
3: Who is what? he? <sighs> Ward?
10: Am I making a fool of myself right now? Is he like oh, Is he man. like
3: that quarterback that played for the Vikings back in the day? Back
10: Move on. Okay.
3: Okay. Anyways.
10: Okay. What was his name again? <laughs> anyways, this custodian was eating his lunch on an outdoor picnic, and he suddenly saw the smoke coming out of the... Uh, Locker room, so he called 911. It was
2: billowing, wasn't it? Oh,
0: no.
10: What? (laughs) Is that like for Bill? No. Oh. Never mind. Okay, I'll look that word up, too. When he opened the door in the locker room, he was overcame with smoke, so he called 911. When the fire department got there, they figured it out that it was a squirrel who chewed into a wire that caused it. So, here are all the items that they lost. They lost 37 footballs. Uh-huh. Seventy-three mouthpieces, uh-huh. nine kicking, te- nine kicking tees, eighty-three gallons of Gatorade, three hundred and seventy yards of ankle tape, and sixty-three jock straps.
2: <laughs> you left so- <laughs> you, you left something out.
10: What? And one squirrel. And w- yeah, squirrel's dead. Anyway, so <laughs> they 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 interviewed Coach Bill and and all he had to say was, "Well, last year our season was ten-six, but this year we." <laughs> we tend to improve to 11-7. Oh,
4: my god! Good
3: grief.
10: <laughs> that's hilarious.
4: No, it's what? not. What?
10: I think that's <laughs> hilarious. Get it? Tom didn't get it. Ryan did. Anyway, so they lost footballs, straps. I mean, straps are important, right?
2: <laughs> they,
10: they, they can be. <laughs> right? I don't know what a kicking tee. I thought you only had tees in golf, but... I didn't know you. they called it a kicking tee.
4: You was, didn't, huh? Yeah. Welcome to the party again.
10: <laughs> it's not really a tee, though. It's, yes, it is a tee. Yes, tea. it
4: is. Absolutely, it is. Yes.
10: It's square, though. No, it's not. No. Really?
2: It's triangle.
10: Okay. Anyways, I thought that was a great story. Happy Monday. Happy Labor Day. Or why are you looking at me like that?
4: <sighs> didn't know they used a the kicking tee.
10: I thought they just used their hand to hold the ball.
4: Do you see a hand holding the ball on the kickoff? Whenever. Oh, not on the kickoff. Well, that's called a kicking tee. Well, I was thinking about the field goal. Welcome to the party. <laughs>
10: okay, I'll go check my rock star
4: now. All right, all right. Uh, see you y'all. sure it's
10: rock star? Yeah, I promise. Okay. <laughs> all right, y'all have. Glad a good Glad to
2: have you here today, Steph.
10: Thank you. Thanks for <laughs> making the effort. How many jock straps were lost? Uh, like sixty-seven. Okay. Sixty-three. Hate when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all have a good All later right, day. All right, see you later. All well, right,
2: Ryan, you've got an assignment. Since you uh, you don't know, tell us who Otto Graham is.
3: He played quarterback for the Cleveland Browns in the '40s. He oh, he played when the Browns were in the All-America Football Conference and in the National Football League. So same team for two different leagues. And yeah.
4: You don't even know about those leagues, do you?
3: i would never even heard of the first one. Oh, my. <laughs> I knew there was the... Uh, AFL. AFL, yeah. I knew that. But I I had never heard you, of the... Do you know
4: where football originated? Canton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Where is where's the Cleveland Browns play? Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Kind of an important thing there. Yeah.
3: Well, I knew that. Yeah, I just never heard of the man himself. So,
2: do you know where the Kansas City Chiefs originated? Uh, in Dallas. Absolutely. They were the? Texans. Very
4: good. So, you got that part. You got that part. Good stuff. Even a blind squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not
3: cool. <laughs> oh,
4: I get it.
2: <laughs> it. Took me a second. It's Monday. Ah, very good. alright right, right. 8-26. We're 26 after 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, we're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. And coming up in a couple of minutes, we're going to get into, you know what? I, and I, we, we, we can spend a lot of time talking about college football. Uh, we mentioned the Baylor game. We mentioned the, uh, the UMHB game. Talked a little bit about the Big 12 with Jerry Hill. But uh, the game last night and, and several games over the weekend, phenomenal football. I mean, just and gut-wrenching losses and unbelievable wins and very close and competitive football games. Not always the best football. I mean, it was not as always as clean as it needed to be, but we'll get into that coming up in, uh, in just a couple of minutes here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, let's, let's take a second and let's talk about Alan Samuels where you can find a great selection of 2022 cars, trucks, and SUVs cars and SUVs and and all kinds of good stuff. We they they've got the the Grand Cherokee, the Grand Cherokee L, Renegade, Wrangler, Wrangler 4XC. Uh they've got uh, of course uh the 2022 Ram trucks, which of course is designed to be durable, functional and stylish. These uh these vehicles in stock for you to check out. Some of them even with uh leather trim and seating options. Uh, exceptional leg room and storage plus Surrounding uh, Surround view cameras, that's an option as well. So you can check out this premium truck at Allen Samuels. You can check out the Jeep products at Allen Samuels. They also got great Chrysler products. I mean, it's it's a complete automobile dealership, and they've got a great selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. And, of course, all of it backed up by a award-winning, tremendous service department. Here's what I love about the service department. They got service techs. I think there's probably seven or eight of them, and when they write the uh, the service product for you, they become your partner. The you know the worst thing is to is to sit there and wonder is my car ready? Is my truck ready to go? Uh, let me give them a call and find out where they're at on it. Should I should I get a ride to come over there uh, and pick it? No, you don't have to do that because that service tech is going to keep you in the loop with a phone call, a text message, an email, whatever you want. They're going to keep you up to speed on the progress of your vehicle. They also have a courtesy vehicle, so if you need a you need to drop off your vehicle and then need a ride to work, they're going to, they're going to do that for you and then come get you. Whatever, whatever you need, they're going to take care of you. They're going to go the mile. They're going to go the extra mile to make sure you're well taken care of. We're talking about Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84, your friend in the car business.
5: This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022
6: hurts in the gun for the Eagles coming left to right in the green shirts only heard he, he is snapped here. His back little read option he keeps it up the middle and runs slam into a wall and loses yards. all season it's Micah
5: Parson Sunday night it's your Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas
2: Cowboys radio network station it's the Cowboys and the Buccaneers Sunday night at six on ESPN Central Texas
6: Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season and Bird Colge Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck. Led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted, experience
4: better at BK Ford. Summer isn't over yet, and it's a great time to get a new pool. Right now, you can get half off all above-ground steel pools from Totem Pools. They're making space for new inventory and cleaning out their current stock. Totem Pools is at 2000 West Loop 340, Suite 201 in Waco, right behind the old Landscape Supply Building. Stop by Monday through Saturday between 10 and 2 p.m. or give Totem Pools a call at 254-214-8897. Sale ends Saturday, September 10th. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork Loin Wednesday. A porkloin plate for just $7.69. Try their new Porky Pig Tater with succulent Pulled Pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. This is Greg Hill, General Manager
6: of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one EasyGo go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of EasyGo go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars is the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs, from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. to return it slips out of the first tackle he's to the 40 Uh the 45 the 50 to the 40 yard line down the sideline 30 20 10 5 touchdown gavin holmes no flags on the field welcome back gavin holmes a punt return for a touchdown
2: big time return for the bears and gavin holmes and uh they uh they scored early and they scored often in their win over uh over Albany, and now the uh, the Bears are headed out to uh, out to to Provo, Utah. It's a late game, uh, and, and I know it's you know the clock in in Provo is going to say seven fifteen, but Ward, let's be honest, it's nine fifteen. Y- your your body yes.
4: doesn't change. No, you can't uh, you can't and, change that internal clock. No, just like that. Not,
2: not in not in one day. I mean, they're flying out on Friday, uh, doing a walk through, and then playing Saturday, so it's going to feel like nine fifteen. Uh, it, it just is. I mean, I don't, you can put the clock anywhere you want to, but it's going to be a nine fifteen game. It's a late night game, so uh, get ready for that. Uh, I, I thought, and, and I'm going to get both of y'all's opinion. We'll start with you, Ward. I, I, I thought for opening weekend, I thought we had some compelling f- college football. I thought it was a great weekend.
4: It was. There was some great games. Uh, you know, I mean, you – you, you got another one to go tonight. I don't know how great that's going to be between Clemson and Georgia Tech, but uh, you get your first look at Clemson, number four team in the country, with Dabo, a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, and oh by the way, his former defensive coordinator goes up to Oklahoma, and boy did they look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's they they had some playmakers make some big time plays. Uh, so um, you know, A and M wins over Sam Houston State. It, it, that was expected, but. I thought Sam Houston, you know, gave him a pretty good ball game, even though there was a long, long, long lightning delay in that game. Uh still they they got it done. Um so I if, if you're the Big Twelve conference, I think you're pretty pleased with the outcomes of, of the games that, that you had this weekend. We mentioned earlier West Virginia didn't win, but they played really, really well, and I think you gotta look at West Virginia as being a an offense you're going to have to deal with with Graham Harrell. He that, that offense looked very uh very inventive and you know he's going to do some nice things up there. It's going to be interesting to see if this is you know could be their their year that they get some things done. Um but overall I I thought it was a great weekend. Um not any huge big upset surprises um but still some games that were a little bit closer than I thought that they might have been or maybe should have been in some cases as well. But uh, I, I'm i excited to see this game tonight. I want to see what Clemson really looks like. Mm-hmm. And if Georgia Tech can, you know, with that triple option threat, can give them some, some fits tonight. What did you think? Uh, what was your,
2: your, your big takeaway from uh, college football this weekend?
3: I mean, it was pretty – you know, it's like flip a coin. It was either the, all the games were very close or they were completely lopsided. There wasn't very much in between. I mean, we looked at, you know, the Florida State-LSU last game last night, one-point one game. Then there's Arkansas-Cincinnati, seven-point seven game. And then also, going back to the upsets, Virginia Tech losing to Old Dominion again. Hmm. Oh, my goodness.
4: Yeah, that's not supposed to happen. No. No, it's not, but Virginia Tech... Say what you want they they're not a very consistent good no. football team they're just not
2: I, I I watched I think we were I think we were already up in the press box but I watched the conclusion of Houston and, and
4: UTSA three oh, overtimes that wow. was triple overtime I, and I I I said UTSA was going to win that football game but I was wrong they had but a they, chance they almost did
2: they had a chance uh I don't know which which game you know last night's game uh, you know, you, you think LSU's got it to overtime and they and they can't get an extra point. It's blocked. I mean, we talk about special teams all the time, and I know that that's not – it can be boring, you know, special teams, special teams, special teams, yes. but it just cost them a game. Florida
3: State also blocked a field goal earlier in that game as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, the first field goal attempt yeah. was blocked
4: as well. SMU, uh, another team that, that was goes un- talked about a little bit, and they just dismantled North Texas. Let's quit talking about UTEP. I mean, yeah. let's quit talking about UTEP. We,
2: all we heard all summer long was UTEP, UTEP, UTEP is going to be much better, and they've got things going on. North Texas dismantles them in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Then North Texas gets taken to the woodshed by SMU. UTEP then gets taken to the woods by Oklahoma. Uh, maybe they are better. But I'm—I mean, I'm done talking about
4: them for a while. I can tell you that. Well, and and for UNT, that's a huge disappointing that's loss. a Great that's, setback, isn't it? Yeah, that's a big setback for them. And Tanner Mordecai, the the Midway product, 432 yards. Ooh. That's that's a big time game. I don't yep. care who you're playing.
2: Utah in in Florida. Oh my goodness, you're going to at bare minimum go to overtime, and, and you can do a lot of things. You could take a sack. You really can. You can take a sack. You can throw an incompletion. You can throw a touchdown. You can run the ball. You can do a lot that you just can't throw an interception. And what they do? Throw an interception mm-hmm. in the
3: end zone and lose the game. Try to force into double coverage. I mean,
2: yeah, double, just, maybe even triple.
3: I mean, if just take the field goal. Yeah, send it to kick, overtime. Kick and go play some more football. Uh, Goodness, I, I
2: thought Ohio State. Was very solid in their win over Notre Dame. I'm not sure about Notre Dame.
4: I mean, I don't think – I just don't know. I I think Ohio State's that good. I I think Notre Dame's a pretty good football team.
3: I mean, they held Ohio State to seven until, what, like two minutes left to go in the third quarter? Something Mm -hmm. like that? I mean, they looked good.
2: How about Appalachian State? I know they got beat. But they gave North Carolina everything they wanted and then some.
4: Not the first time they've done that there.
2: Nope. nope. And they've done it, you know, once upon a time they did it up in uh, the big house, didn't they? Yeah, it's mm. been quite a while since I know. they did that. But, but they yeah. did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you the other game that was, that was pretty interesting to me was uh, North Carolina State and East Carolina. Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of love lost there. And those two teams
4: slug I, it out. Yeah, and I think North Carolina State – going into the season for me was way overrated and i think they're still overrated. Yeah.
2: I you know probably so. Probably so. Uh i thought you know the the future Big 12 team in uh Cincinnati. Holy smokes how quickly a team, a game can change as they're driving to tie the game and and it doesn't work out then Arkansas goes and scores and goes up 31-17, and you think, okay, this one's over. Then Cincinnati immediately goes and scores, and it's 31-24. Then they've got the football, and they're driving at the end of the game. I mean, it was it, it was a nail-biter, to say the least, in Fayetteville on Saturday. Uh, but Arkansas prevails 31-24. And that's just a handful of the games. I mean, there was tremendous football all weekend long. Good stuff all across the board. If you had to pick one. What was the most compelling game for you, and why? We'll start with Ward.
4: Uh, probably that Houston UTSA game going triple overtime. Good. I, 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 you know, I, I wanted to see exactly what Houston had, and I still thought that UTSA might have had a better football team. I don't know that I'm buying into the Houston Cougars yet, but you know, everybody seems to be really high on them, so. You know, maybe they're better than than I thought, and because I know UTSA is a good football team. Yes, they are, and so I, I think looking at that when I was a little bit taken back that it it was as close as it was, and um, I, I think that was a really really good football game.
3: What well, about for you? I think that Florida Utah game. I mean, Utah came into the swamp, number seven ranked in the entire country. Florida unranked, and they just came in. Put up twenty nine and comeback fashion as well, and then got that clutch interception at the end of the game. You know, you know, bringing bringing in a top ten team in your own house and winning when you're unranked. I think that was a great win for for Florida, but and and a bad look for the Pac twelve as well.
2: Oh, speaking of the Pac twelve, holy moly, Ugh. Oregon, are oh. you kidding me already? Ugh. They got dismantled, and I. I I didn't think they had a chance to win the game, but I didn't think they were going to lose it like that.
4: Georgia looked good.
2: Oh, did they ever. They su- and Oregon looked bad, so that's a bad combination, isn't it? hmm Okay, so my most compelling game for uh, several reasons, uh, I'm going to go back to Thursday night. I believe it was Thursday night. Uh, I, I think this is an important year for Neil Brown and the West Virginia Mountaineers. They've got a game that they're in a thirty-one thirty-one tie. They're driving for the go-ahead score. Quarterback makes a beautiful throw to the wide receiver through his hands into the DB's hands, who was beat, by the way, and it ends up being a pick six, and they lose thirty-eight thirty-one. And now you got you got to soak on that for nine days, Ward, before you get another chance to play. That cannot be a good scenario or West Virginia, and I don't care who they play next week.
4: Oh, I think it's okay. I mean, it's early in the season. You get a chance to, you know, get all the soreness out of you. You you have a chance to reevaluate where you're at. I again, I think that Graham Harrell is going to do special things with that West Virginia offense. And you know, any, anybody that that didn't go get Graham Harrell in the off season, I sorry, but I think you missed the boat. He's going to be a special coordinator. Uh, in college football, and, and maybe beyond that, I maybe a head coach at some time. The things that they were doing on Thursday night with that offense, innovative. Oh my gosh! JT yeah.
3: Daniels looked good as well.
4: Yeah, it, it it because he was put in good places. It, it just just watch how they maneuver that offense. It that's going to be fun to watch. It absolutely is going to be fun to watch from our scenes. CNC- better watch out for them. Yep, they're going to surprise some people in the Big Twelve.
2: From the CNC collisions that are text line, uh from the two five four I forgot about this uh, uh app State Appalachian State they'll be in college station on Saturday uh so the uh, the fundraising tour continues, but they're they're gonna be in college station you know and and look a m wins over Sam Houston State mm-hmm. but if you saw any or listened to any of the first half, They didn't win the line of scrimmage like you thought they they could or should. Sam Houston State gave them everything they wanted in that first half. Let's be clear: Sam is a good football team. Yeah, there's no doubt.
4: There's no doubt they won 21 games in 21. That's right. They won Just soak that up for a minute. They won 21 football games in the calendar year of 2021, including a national championship. There you go. So, you, don't, you don't fall into that accidentally.
2: Nope. And they're making that transition just like Tarleton is, is doing right now. And so if you think, if you've got them on your schedule, that that's a cakewalk, uh, you know, hey, we got a cupcake. No, you don't. No, you don't.
4: They'll hit you in the mouth, and they did. Well, and let's be honest. I mean, it's 17 to 10 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the halftime that wouldn't end because of the weather delays. Exactly right. Yeah. That's, what was that, a three-hour oh, delay? Oh, something like that, yeah. It was a crazy. three-hour delay. That didn't oh. help anybody. You know, even A&M only put up seven in the third, seven in the fourth. I mean, it wasn't wasn't pretty, but it, it kind of took the wind out of everybody's sails. So Sam Houston really didn't have a chance to come back in that one uh, after that. I mean, three-hour delay. It's one thing to have a, a lightning delay mm-hmm. in a football game, but for it to last three stinking hours – and, oh, by the way, you're the team on the road. Right. The team at home has a distinct advantage because they have their locker room, all their luxuries right. that they can go and get their pads off and get untaped and and just sit back and relax and, you know, listen to some music and take a nap in a three-hour delay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's there's advantages to that. For Sam Houston, they're in a visitor locker room. So, one, it's already uncomfortable Two, you don't have the area, and I'm sure that they tried to find them some, some place to to kind of spread out a little bit, I hope, but maybe not. I mean, if I'm A&M, just like, that, that's your room, dude. Have yeah. have at it. Enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're at a distinct advantage being on the road as well. So I, I think you have to take that into the account of the 31 to nothing. But you're right. Sam Houston is a good football team, and they're going to win a lot of football games this year. Yeah.
2: And – I know that they're still struggling to try to finish up and piecemeal their schedule together. Remember, they had two teams make the decision to go back to go back to their original conference. So, as a Division One team, they can't play them. They can't play Lamar. They can't play Incarnate Word, who they had on the schedule, uh, because mm-hmm. you know they're going back to the to the Southland Conference. Well, that doesn't help Sam Houston State. Yeah. So the, the, they're in the, the Sam Houston state's in the whack, whack now they're in the whack with Tarleton. And right. But they're having to scramble to find some games. Uh, and he, you know, they, I was talking with their head coach, uh, back in the summer and he said, we hope to get 10, you know, we hope to get a 10th game right now. They've got nine on the schedule. Mm-hmm. That's it. So hopefully it works out for them, but that's a good program. Uh, eight We're 13 away from nine o'clock. And I want to talk a minute about Morrison's gifts and you know, school has started. But it's not too late to uh, to uh, purchase that student a great back to school gift. You can choose from a personalized John Hart backpack, or maybe a lunchbox that's uh, uh, you know now twenty percent off. You can you can get luggage pieces uh, from uh, uh, Consuela or Lola brand bags and, and purses. And uh, if you need a clear bag for football, they've got them. You know you gotta you gotta have a clear bag to go into the stadium. Uh, Morrison's has the style and size to fit your needs, great dorm gifts as well. Remember they can help uh, they can help your student and they can ship to your student as well. It's Morrison's Gifts. Now they're in the uh they're in that uh, Brazos Square shopping center. They're right next to Jason's Deli. You can stop by and visit them and uh, and, and tell them we sent you by. Morrison's Gifts. Recently on Game Time, but we welcome into the program from the Baylor Insider, Mr. Jerry Hill. It's game week, Tommy.
8: <laughs> you know, here we go. Uh, most positions are, are settled by now. You think about it; in uh, you know, January one, two thousand twenty-two was the last time they've played together. So, uh, yeah, it's been a long wait, and and I, I think everybody's
0: ready. Game Time weekdays at seven a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
6: now is the best time to let Jeff Hunter Toyota put you in a used vehicle. Right now, choose from hundreds of different makes and different models, all priced to fit all budgets. Explore your possibilities. Explore new and used vehicles
5: at Jeff Hunter Toyota, Toyota quality, Waco values. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten, in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we pushed to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks. Whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20 year old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again. And let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners. We have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakeyard Drive in Waco.
4: Locally owned and operated, Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier breakroom vending service provider. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their breakroom supplies. They offer micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments and innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a breakroom that fits your needs. 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and at AutomaticChefCanteen.com.
9: At Bush's Chicken, you can always count on getting the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Plus, one of the great traditions at Bush's Chicken is Tender Tuesday. We make it quick and easy to feed the entire family with 16 tenders, a family gravy, and four rolls. Bush's Chicken, simply the best.
2: Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254 662 3031. And
0: remember, slow down or move over. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
1: I'm Lark Smith with your
5: ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Florida State blocked an
6: extra point attempt with no time left on the clock to beat LSU 24-23. Tonight,
5: Clemson pays a visit to Georgia Tech. With yesterday's 5-2 setback, the Rangers lost all four games in Boston over the weekend. Texas is in Houston tonight to start a three-game
6: series, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Astros beat the Angels
5: 9-1 to run their season record to 86-48. That's the most wins by any team in the American League. Dustin Johnson won a three-way playoff to take the title at the
6: LIV event in Boston. His victory also gave his four aces team its third straight win.
0: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time.
2: All right, welcome back into the program. Uh, Greeny, by the way, at 9 o'clock this morning. We'll figure out who's sitting in for Greeny because it's Labor Day. I can assure you he's not in the booth or not in the studio. Well, I, I don't know that for a fact, but, you know, it's, <laughs> I would assume he's not uh, in the in the building. Uh, all right, Ward. Uh, this is great news, mm-hmm. but it kind of flew under the radar because of the games, which I'm glad, by the way. But the... Uh, it looks like we are set for a expansion in the college football playoff. It looks like if uh, it looks like we're going to a twelve team playoff, and it could be as early as twenty twenty four, but no later than twenty twenty six.
4: Excited time. or yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Saying, Finally, yeah, it's about time. Anybody besides me disappointed? It's not sixteen. Uh, I mean – it's better than four. Unless don't be greedy.
6: Why not? <laughs> you know,
4: I wanted, I wanted sixteen. Uh, I want thirty-two. Well, yeah,
2: I mean, but I and you know what? Here's the thing. And, and say what you want as this thing unfolds, as they as they play in this twelve-game format. And they see the excitement level, they see the revenue potential, and they see the revenue.
4: I think it'll get bigger.
2: It will, won't it? Mm-hmm. It will. I mean, take a look at the basketball tournament. Now you've got playing games to get into the field of 64. I mean, what is it, 68 or 69, something like that, teams now, mm-hmm. that, that have an opportunity? And again, you know, we all know that that 68th team, is not going to win it, but they have a chance because yeah. when you get to the tournament, everybody is zero and zero, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it exciting, you know. And the the thing for me is it now every I believe every Division One college football team, even at twelve, has a chance to get in this thing. If you t- you may have to do a little more work if you're in a particular conference than one of the Power Fives. But if you are in Division One college football at twelve teams, I think you have. I think you have a fair expectation that if you take care of your business and maybe do a little bit more, if you're in one of those leagues, that you will get into the tournament.
4: And the tournament is zero and zero every year. Yeah, and you're gonna have to do a lot more. I mean, let's be honest. You're right. Realistically, logistically, they have a chance. But look, it it it's a step in the right direction. I'm with you. It needs to be a little bit larger. But, I mean, you're not going into knowing, hey, there's four teams in the college football playoff as of right now. Who's going to play their way out?
2: That's it. It's play your way out, not play your way in. And that's what's fundamentally wrong with the whole thing. It's play your way out, not play your way in. And we're going to play our way out and make way for Greeny John Morris at 3, Matt Mosley's at 4. Have yourself a great day. Hey, we'll have a uh, conversation with Dave Aranda, an exclusive 101 coming up tomorrow right here on the program. All right, uh, for Ward and for Ryan, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. Happy Labor Day. We'll see you in the morning at 7.